0: Tell you what, it's good to be in God's house, thankful, thankful that we can come and worship him and I'm just going to tell you and just get away from this old world for a while, I tell you, sometimes it'll drag us down if we're not, if we're not careful and uh, it's good to be in his house, I tell you that, we can, this is a good place to get, uh, to get strengthened and energized and I know we can get strengthened and energized at home, I know we all do when we get in his word, he helps us, but uh, it's good to get together with God's people for sure so but um, Acts chapter 1 verses 1 through 4 y'all may get tired of hearing me say that but did you notice this before I read them I know I read them last week I'm going to read them again then we'll maybe we'll move on but that's one sentence you look at that that's one sentence you talk about packing a whole lot of biblical scripture information about the Lord in four verses man there's a whole lot one sentence one sentence He says, The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach, until the day in which he was taken up. After that, he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he shewed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which, saith he, ye have heard of me. And, you know, here in verse 4, Jesus is he's speaking to the apostles and others that are present after his resurrection. I mean, he's, he's, he's gathered together with them. And he's given them direction, but he's also reminding them of things that he had told them prior to his crucifixion I mean he's telling them and he says right here he says um, wait for the promise of the father which ye have heard of me so he's telling them to remember the things that I told you beforehand before I before they killed me or they tried to kill me okay and well he did die so but anyway you know what I'm saying this morning think of the things I told you before and they all came true they all came true, Just, but he's t- telling us to look back and remember. And he had told them prior, wait for the promise, like I said, which ye have heard of me. And you say, well, what did he tell them? Well, if we turn back to John chapter 14, we'll kind of see the, the main things that he's talking about. I would say the main things that he told them, not everything, but these are certainly some of the critical things, I think, that even we as believers... He told the disciples, the apostles, and the others that were present. But I thought, he's also telling us. Because we need to know, we need to know the same thing that he told them. We need to know and understand the same things that he told them back when he was sitting and looking at them face to face. Man, that's a thought right there, is it not? They were sitting right there with him after he was was resurrected. But in, in John chapter 14, verse 15. I'm going, to read a few, I'm going to read a few verses here. I was only going to read two, but I read a few more this morning, and I'm, just, I'm going to read these. It says, if you love me, and this is Jesus speaking, of course, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. He didn't say he's going to abide with us For a little while, he's going to abide with us forever. I mean, if we're saved, he's with us. And I'm glad of that this morning. tell you, I'm glad of that this morning. He says, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Think about that. He told them that, and now he's saying, remember what I told you? Remember I told you I was coming back? I came back. Is that not? I mean, and just like... We know he's coming back again one of these days. He's coming back. He said he's coming back. He's coming back. There's no there's no doubt in my mind when he says, I'm not I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more, but ye see me because I live, ye shall live also. At that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. And on down in verse 26, he says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Well, aren't you glad that we've got a memory Okay, I mean, we've got, we've got something God's given us. The Lord's given us something. He's put the Spirit in us that we can remember. You know, when we read God's Word, as we're, as we're out and about, as we're living this life, He's given us something that we know is real, and we've got something that we can refer to. We've got something that's real that's living inside of us. And that's what, I believe that's what the Lord was telling them, is, listen, you know, what I told you, remember what I told you? He said, you need to continue to remember what I've told you, because I'm getting ready to tell you some more things. So you need to take to heart what I told you in the past because everything I told you, it's the absolute 100% truth. Everything. So to me, the Lord is encouraging them and he's reminding them that everything he said would happen, has happened, and that there's more that will happen. You know, to me, and as they sit there, I'm sure, I can't imagine. I mean, I can't imagine sitting there trying to take in the things that he's telling them, but at the same time, knowing. Do you not think maybe they were sitting there thinking, yeah, I remember. I remember he said that. Boy, oh, boy, exactly what he said, it really happened. I remember. And now he's telling them, he's saying, so sit still and just sit tight because here's what else is going to happen. You know what? And Here, we're going to see that in, in a few verses from now on. But anyway, so I say praise his name. I mean, who else do you know? Who do you know? There is nobody that to, i mean people have good intentions i don't care whether they're family friends spouses whatever that sometimes even though somebody tells you something sometimes they just aren't able to do it you know but boy the lord's not like that anything he says we're we're sure of it we're absolutely sure of it i mean he he's never going to he's never going to make a mistake he's never going to tell us something that doesn't pan out to be the truth but i thought about looking at our lives Today, those of us that are saved, and you know, I, I can look back. I just thought about this as I sat and studied this. I, you know, I can look back to where I first started in church as an adult. You know, I can remember. I can remember the. I can remember the invitations coming and, and being invited, and I can remember going, and I can remember the Lord started dealing with me and I got saved. But then I can remember after that, though, I can remember. You know, you think about it, you, I can remember the preaching. I can remember the pastor. I can remember the teaching. You know what I mean? And I can remember as I've, as I've gone through life, I can remember the things that he's helped me with. <laughs> Is that not good? I mean, isn't it good to know that he's there with us to help us along the way and we can look back? And I think that's what he's telling us here. He's saying, you know, when you get weary, <laughs> <laughs> that's good (laughs) I'm not when we get weary we can know that he's right there with us you know I mean that's what I'm glad of he's not sometimes I think you know Lord (laughs) you don't feel very close (laughs) man he's right he's just as close as he's always been he's just as close as he's always been he's just saying trust me you know what I mean? Trust me. Trust me. And uh, But uh, where am I at? <laughs> uh, and he said, you know, and over the course, you know, like I said, over the course of life, I mean, all the different paths, all the experiences, all the challenges, he's always been there. He's always been there. I mean, we can trust his word and know that he's always there. We can know that he's always there. And that's, to me, that's what he's telling us in verse 4. He was telling them and he's telling us, remember, I'm always there. I'm always there. I'm always going to have a presence with you. And uh, he says, rely on my word. I think that's the thing that right there is what he's telling us. He said, rely on my word. Rely on my word. And uh, I just thought, he's saying, my word is truth, my word is certain, and my word is forever. And I say praise the Lord, I'm thankful for that, thankful for that this morning. I'm glad that he wants us to, he desires to be with us and to help us and to, and to help us grow. But, uh, and that's hard, I mean it's hard, I'm telling you it's hard when, uh, we've all been there, I mean different circumstances and sometimes we don't, we don't want to wait i mean we want to try to if it's a problem we want to try to figure it out ourselves or if it's an issue we want it to we want it to pass but that doesn't always work but as you were talking i just thought he said he was going to give him power and i just thought without his power we can't do anything anyway i can't do anything anyway so i mean i might as well sit and wait on him but man it's, it's still that doesn't make it easy sometimes it doesn't make it easy That's right. That's right. I thought, uh, I've thought thought several times uh, about what Michael preached on Monday night. And the one thing that is just stuck in my mind from what he preached on was when he stood there and he said, how many times when we pray do we look for his hand instead of his face? Man, I tell you what, that, is, that has stuck with me, I tell you. That, that was probably just a special thing for me, but... I thought, yeah, I'm, I'm guilty. How many times do I go to him and say, Lord, help me? Instead of, Lord, help me to see. You know, instead of, but anyway, verse 5. He goes on, Jesus says, For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost in many day, not many days hence. So here, he, here Jesus is again, He's teaching. To me, he's teaching again. He's, again, he's recalling to their memory what the past again has taught them. He's wanting them to understand that they themselves, and you think about this, I mean, he's wanting them to understand that they're going to experience the power of God upon their lives. I mean, they've seen the power of God working through him. They saw that when he was alive and on the earth, And and I'm sure they saw it again, probably the 40 days that he was present. Well, no doubt, just him being present for the 40 days after his resurrection, was the power of God. But he's telling them that they're going to see the power of God upon their lives. And I'm sure they didn't fully understand that. And, but he says, for John truly baptized with water. And, and I thought about John the Baptist. And we know that he was a great man chosen of God. I mean, we know that. And we know this from the Bible. And to me, I mean, well, it's not to me. Jesus here is reiterating the words of, of John for Matthew, and if you would, I'm going to turn back to Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. I want us to think about what Jesus was telling them here. Again, let me read it again. He says, For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. And in Matthew three eleven, this was John... Speaking, And he said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And just a little sidebar. That comment where he says, Whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear, you know, to me I read I read that and I thought, well, you know, those were those would be big shoes to fill, right? I mean, we hear that all the time, big shoes to fill. That's not what that's not why John said that. That's not why it's in the Bible. There was a a footnote, I think it was in this in this Bible, or somewhere I read, that the slaves that the Jews had, that they were not even permitted to remove the sandals of their masters i never didn't i didn't know that maybe you all knew that and when john says this what he's saying is i'm i'm not even i'm not worthy he's putting himself even lower than a slave And i just thought that tells you what kind of a man that that john was what kind of a man he was but anyway john knew the power of god he saw the power of god displayed in those that came forward to be baptized based on his preaching and but john also knew but there was one who held power much greater than his, than what was displayed by physical baptism. Because that's what John, I mean, we were talking, were talking physical baptism. And John's baptism couldn't change a person's heart. But the baptism that Christ gives to us changes our heart. And Jesus would have the power to transform human character in a way that John couldn't. And that's what he's, that's what he's trying to tell the, the disciples and others here. And, and us. Jesus would baptize those who had repented with the Holy Ghost that would change the inside of a person. That would change their heart. And that's what he was trying to tell them. So 13 through 17 here in Matthew chapter 3, he goes, John goes on to say, Then cometh Jesus from Galilee, or I'm sorry, Matthew, from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And listen to what Jesus said. And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Man, I tell you, that's a, that is a, quite a statement. That is quite a statement. I mean, he's telling him, you need to take part in my father's grand plan, and that's why you're going to baptize me. That's exactly what he was telling him. Because that's what he said, suffer it to be so now you know, Jesus, I don't have to tell you all that, Jesus had no sin. He, he wasn't getting baptized because he had gotten saved, okay? It, this, was a, this was something he was doing in obedience to the Father. And he was, like I said, he was baptized by John to fulfill God's perfect plan to be obedient to the Father. And also, his obedience sets the example in the doctrine of baptism for us. As born-again believers, I believe. Now I could, you know, if I'm saying something wrong here, Tom, you can correct me, but I mean, born-again believers are to be baptized as a physical display or an outward display. And when you look over here in verse 16 of Matthew chapter 3, to me, when he was baptized, there was people present besides John, I'm sure. And that was to be an outward display for them to realize and recognize and witness the fact that the power of God was on him. I mean they were going to see it, those that weren't there were going to see it in other ways. But to me, that was a that was a outward display of God's power coming down upon him. That's just that's my thoughts. You all can chime in. All right. So let me. Um, I don't know if I did. I read verse sixteen. I'm going to read verse sixteen. And it says, "And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him, and." Lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And, you know, I, I don't know, agree, disagree, but there's a footnote in my Bible that uh, made a comment about the Jews. And, and the fact that the word dove is used here. And I don't know if, if this is how accurate this is, this is, but this is a footnote in my Bible. And it says that they, they correlated that dove to the spirit. Okay, I mean, and, and that's, what, that's what the Jews did at that time. And it correlated that when they, I guess maybe that was the example to help them understand maybe for those that were present, okay? But in terms of, I thought about how the people that were looking there and what baptism is, it's, it's a new creation of us. I mean, we're, we're new. I mean, when we get saved, we're created new, if I'm, if I'm making sense. But you think about Jesus came, you need to create something new, and he did create something new. If you go back in, like back to Genesis, I'm not getting this out very well. I, when I read it, it made more sense. Maybe I'm not getting it out very well, so you all bear with me. But in Genesis, what I'm trying to say is this, there's a correlation. The Jews correlated the symbol of the dove to the Spirit of God. That's what I'm trying to say. I, I mean, that's, what I, that's what my footnote says. And when you, in Genesis 1, uh, verse, you may find it here verse 1 and 2 and he says in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth and the earth was and the earth was without form and void and darkness upon the face of the deep and this is what they're getting at and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters I mean that was creation being enacted the spirit of God and we know that Jesus was present right because in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God so that was there to me, that was another maybe a symbol to help the Jews understand, to try to see who Christ was, who he is and who he was. But anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting. So. Y'all don't seem too enthused about that, so I'll move on. So, so the same spirit of God that moved to create the universe, maybe I ought to just read my notes and I could get it out better. The same, the, the same Spirit of God that, that moved to create the universe is the same Spirit of God that John saw descend upon Jesus. That's what I was trying to say. It's the same Spirit of God. So that same Spirit is the Spirit that convicts lost souls, that convicted us when we were lost to save us, and saves lost souls today. And that same Spirit lives in the hearts of every born-again believer. So that's, that, yeah, I should have just read my notes. I don't know what I was trying to do there. So, you all know, sorry about that. Anyway, so, anyway, bottom line, when we think about the Spirit of God, Jesus Christ is the one who brings new creation. That's what I'm trying to get at, you know, whether He brought it at the beginning of time or ever since the beginning of time, and we as believers, when we come to Him, He makes a new creation out of us. So, I'll uh, I'll quit there for this week.